Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, Rip Rex, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z. Our friends, Riley and Leaf, had gone off to Brewer's Keep on the western edge of Solaria and spread word of coming dangers, including making some, uh, some friends and learning a little bit of information that may help uh, Riley going forward. Uh, and got into a life-or-death fight with a single fly. Not really. But on the way back, as they were traveling through uh, the Shadow Walk, it was noticed that something was stalking them. Something large and dangerous. A night skitter. And the party... Well, it was rather decided for the party more than anything, but Truth dropped you all out. Not closer to your destination, but some undetermined distance away in the bright sunlight, try and take this thing down. So we will begin. Initiatives, please. Uh, I believe that gets me a dirty 20 initiative. Not 20 for 26 relief. Oh, this beastie is blinded by the sunlight and we'll see <laughs> what its total is. Oh, that's, that's not good. So leaf. Uh, oh, wait, I've got a roll for truth as well. <laughs> truth, you got a 19. Congratulations. Is Everybody Akron is done. Sig- no. Okay. Ekron is back uh, at the end because he could only take so many people. Well, yeah, but Ekron can shadow walk himself, so I didn't know if he went with them or not. Well, I didn't think about that. So no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody is going before this thing. Uh, Hello. We- <laughs> It's your turn. Oh, me. Kill it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's it's, it's so simple. I just kill it. If I remember correctly, you already had something planned for this. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, for that reminder, actually. Um, but just as a further reminder, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we rolled some knowledge checks towards the end there, and I think we had went... Uh, over some info about its attacks, and I'm, I'm like, I, I recall there being cold damage, and I think it had some way of like doing negative levels or negative energy or something. Uh, it, it, I believe y'all got its special attacks. Uh, I didn't give you the base information of its bite, but it does deal additional cold and poison. Um, it has channel negative energy. It can create umbral webs, which grant negative levels. It has um, <clears throat> several spells. Um, okay, <clears throat> that's that's really what I what I wanted to get at there. Um, and it has a weakness to sun direct sunlight. Yeah, 
Which it's in right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, how far away is this creature? Um, it is probably no more than 30 feet away from you. Oh, blimey. That's way closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. yeah in order to try and not drop it super far away, uh, Truth waited, it, waited for it to run up on you. Oh, uh, is there a chance that, uh, like, as as we were, um, you know, I, I guess leading it on, that I would have had an opportunity to wild shape? Sure, I'll give that to you. Okay, then you I'm, I'm just going to be in a wild shape. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do my OG um, celestial tree boy form. Okay. Um, and then I, I, I guess I would like to. Um, Spend a mythic point to wall of light this boy. All right. Would you like to explain what wall of light does? It is a wall of uh, some sort of light <laughs> type substance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, what it does to um, shadow type creatures is... Or I, I think it specifically calls out undead, but I cleared it with Sean last week, and uh, it looks like it does negative levels to um, plane of shadow creatures, or you know these boys in particular. Um, so, ten feet high, five feet long per level. So technically, forty-five feet long of this. So I, I guess I will spiral the wall around this thing as hard as possible. <laughs> uh, okay. How, how big is it? Um, it is huge, if I remember correctly, one second. Oh, then I, I, I probably only get one loop yes, around it. it is huge. But if, if there's any overlap, I guess I would put the overlap in the wall between us and it. Um, how many feet can you do? It's 10 feet high and, <laughs> uh, it's five feet long per level. So 45 feet. All right. So you could get along <clears throat> three of its faces. Yeah. Um, so I do that. Um, it sheds bright light out to 60 feet in all directions. Uh, creatures adjacent to it are blinded as long as they remain adjacent, plus an additional D4 rounds. Um, and then closing its eyes or succeeding at a fortitude save negates that effect for one round. Um, if they pass through the wall, they are automatically blinded, even if their eyes are closed. And then if they are jerks from the plane of shadow, they get a D4 negative levels each round. They spend within five feet of the wall. Um, okay. and then passing through the wall imposes a minus four penalty on that save for that round. Saves okay. are negative levels last for 24 hours, blah, 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 blah. Ta-da, the end. <laughs> so you surround it on three sides. It gets a fortitude against the blinding? Fortitude, allegedly. All right. What's your fort, Spidey? It's pretty good. Yeah, it should get a fortitude save against the blind, and it should get a fortitude save against uh, the negative levels, I believe. So I think it's going, even with the negative from being in sunlight, uh, I think a... Don't say a high number. Pass. <laughs> you said a 19? Yeah, will that, will that pass? Uh, so it exactly passes. Okay. It, it meets. So, and then... Oh, oh you know what? Well, no, it's it's not passing through it. Never mind. Yeah, it's not its turn yet. Um, it is not blinded. I know for those of you out there who might be 
like it's undead shouldn't get blinded anyway i think it, this is an instance where it makes sense like it's just overwhelmed uh so so that's your spell do you want uh you want tree boy to do anything or you've also got other things that i think you can do with surges so uh well i i, I don't have anything in particular i just wanted to get that wall down okay. so um i i think box is just going to position himself in between you know what no well uh, yeah i think i think he's gonna rush the creature and uh you know right. to try and position himself like around the wall so that he's not blinded by it okay so you like want him to go around the back where you couldn't cap it off right okay so um he'll go forward he'll go ahead and double move and get there then that makes it riley's turn Let's see. All right. So for Riley's turn, God, man, so many options. So Tree Boy basically ran around to the other side to the opening um, left by this spiraling wall of light, which puts a dent in the thing that I was thinking of doing. But that's okay. Well, Uh, this is a huge creature and box is only large. That's true. Does yeah, that's fine. Does um, because I can shoot lightning out of my sword. All fancy. The wall does not stop anything physical. It is just light. Cool, cool. Uh, range touch attack. I'm great at those. Yeah. So I, I think Riley is going to uh, take points. Uh, Russo took off, right? Uh, is he re- taking re- off it? N- no, his, his, um, oh shit, I forgot to roll his initiative. Oh, that's okay. Uh, cause basically Riley's going to, someone took off to get Shadow, right? I don't think we got that far. <laughs> cool. Then, yeah, for, so Riley's going to just like quick glance back to Russo. Um, and I guess to anyone else who's listening, but he's going to basically direct that Russo to, um, as quickly as possible go grab the others and uh, he strides forward to take point so that he would be the closest target um, for his allies outside of tree boy box and he's going to give a sharp whistle and launch a uh, lightning bolt from his rapier at this creature all right let's do a range touch attack which uh, at base I think is a 23 yeah definitely cool, cool. and that it's kind of quick but it's also really big yeah I figured you know a touch attack would probably be pretty good against this thing so ooh god that's a good fucking d6 roll let's see uh so that's 10 15 19 lightning damage all right 19 lightning damage yeah it shrieks it's uh it's glowing sort of like red orbs of eyes this thing doesn't look entirely like solid it's it's kind of an umbral mass almost like it's sentient shadow mixed with some nacreous gray energy uh and and so it shrieks in this very shrill noise that uh meets with the crackle and boom of your lightning bolt 
Yeah. Are you doing anything else? Uh, no, I moved so that I would be the first target if it tried to approach the party, and then I standard action lightning shot. So I think I'm it. I'm out. <laughs> All right. I am also it. All right, so now it is Truth's turn. Truth is going to label it as the target of his smite. He's going to stride forward 20 feet because that's <laughs> that's his thing. And he's going to ready to hit it if it comes near. Uh, then Rousseau's turn. He's going to turn. He's going to kind of get his bearings right quick and make a single movement uh, as he, was, he spent an action trying to figure out where he was. Uh, spends a movement. And he's shouting for people to get away. And of course, you hear... It's not, you're in sort of like a park-ish area, um, just like between a couple other blocks of buildings. It's just a small nature area, but there were people around. Of course, they're screaming, running. Um, You see a few guards coming around corners. Uh, He's shouting at them, but running off. And now it's the Night Skitter's turn. The wall is 10 feet high, correct? Uh, That's correct, yes. Ten feet high. All right, so it's going to attempt an acrobatics check. Uh, What's its bonus? Oh, God. (laughs) 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 This thing drops out of the shadow plane and does like a axe kick over (laughs) a pommel horse. (laughs) So it kind of like in its um, recoiling from the wall not realizing that there's an empty space behind it. Uh, It shrieks and attempts with its giant spider legs to just without running or jumping or or without um, a running start, just to try and leap over the wall. Um, It does not succeed in this, so it will have to make a fortitude save against the negative levels. Uh, that is correct. a natural one. And so, it's at a minus four. Yes. So. You want me to roll a d4? Yes. Watcha! One. Okay. So one negative level, but that's still an accumulation on top of its current state. Uh, it kind of like clips the wall as it goes over and shrieks. And as you just see the umbral material of its underside searing away rolls over, lands back on its feet, or all but four of its legs, reach under its body and start to kind of pull at the inky material. Uh, And you see like webs start to spread out between its legs. It rears back and and flings them. Um, So it's going to try and throw them at Riley. That is a natural 20. Fuck off. Um, but percentage, it, <laughs> yeah. it has a 50% chance to miss. Do you want ho- low or high? Oh, I always go high. All right. Uh, it missed. So Okay, great. <laughs> what else can I say? But you're welcome. <laughs> um, so right next to you, um, kind of splattered haphazardly along the ground, uh, are these inky shadows that like just kind of make the light dimmer around you. Uh, but you are not entangled in them. They are not affecting you otherwise, but they are sort of splayed out in probably like a uh, one by three space next to you. Probably between you and truth. Try not to step on that. 
<laughs> Probably a good idea. Um, now leave. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Your turn. No, it's it's fine. Um, how far is Riley from Box? Um, laterally, um, 15, 10, 25 feet, but box, um, you would probably know that it's not a good idea to try and push box through this thing because he is partially inherent of shadow stuff now. Right. Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't going to have him push, uh, cause I would like to, uh, spend (laughs) yet another, um, Mythic point to cast uh, resist energy communal. Wait, okay. I actually think I have that prepared before I put my foot in my mouth. I actually do have it prepared. Oopa. <laughs> so, uh, right. yeah, I, I would like to cast resist energy communal. And uh, if I can touch both Box and Riley and myself with it in the span of the um, same round, then I will do so. If not, I would like to prioritize Box. I'll say you can if you spend um, if you spend another surge on uh, what's it the initiative thing that gives you an extra movement. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I've I've spent uh, two of my mythic points. So uh, and that's against cold, correct? Correct. Yep. It's resist energy uh, cold. What's the rate? Ten or fifteen? Um. At seventh level, it bumps up to twenty. Oh, okay. And then so, at eleventh yep. level, it bumps up to thirty. But uh, yeah, it's it's twenty resist cold twenty to all three okay. of us. Cool beans. So, Riley. Um, uh, apologies. Been... <laughs> There's also a tree boy that I get to bonk stuff with, I guess. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, I was just saying that he um he has yeah. but yes. And what will you have Box do? <clears throat> well, um Box is going to do his boxy thing and just try and bludgeon this thing to death with his forearms. Uh given its size, I'm gonna have it make a perception check. Alright, so I think it hears Box coming and it will try to make an attack of opportunity at him. Uh, I, th- I thought he was adjacent from his, his move last round. No, he went... Uh, Box was behind him. He went forward. He jumped over the wall. Oh, okay. Well, he he failed at jumping over the wall, though, didn't he? Yeah, just at the height, though. He still moved forward. Oh, that's fair. Okay, just making sure I'm, I'm like, uh, understanding where everything's at. Yeah. That, Theater, the mind, and all that. That's my bad. Didn't make that clear. But yeah, he jumped like up and forward, tried to get over the wall, uh, and failed at getting enough height to avoid its effects. Would would that failed acrobatics check have provoked? No, but making it in the first place should have. Go ahead and make an attack. Oh yeah. Uh, actions. Oh, 19 on the dice for a total of 32. Damn. That'll hit. And uh, 20... Um, Mixed damage, I, I guess, because that's um, four, sixteen bludgeoning, and but it's twenty total damage. If uh, the specific damage type doesn't matter, 
Uh, and unless it's good and silver, it does not. Um, he counts as metal and wood and magic. <laughs> uh, well, then not. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. But some of it does get through. So uh, a little bit of damage to our bad guy here. Um, obviously seems somewhat resistant to damage. Uh, or actually pretty resistant to damage. Balder Dash. <laughs> I call shenanigans. Damage resistance. <laughs> oh, DR. Okay. Um, so he did get that. If you still want him to move and attack, you can still do that. Um, the thing is still blinded, so it's got a missed chance. Um, yes, go, so go ahead and do your attack of opportunity or whatever you need. Okay. Uh, that's if it even hit. It rolled pretty badly. Um, let's see. Bonus to hit. That's minus five on top of all that. Yeah. Uh, Box is AC is 27. Yeah. It, it's not even close. Okay. Then that's another slam for a total of 20. Um, and sticking in minus five. Uh, that will just barely miss. Or okay. wait, no, it gets another minus four for being blind. That'll hit. Yeet. Roll the dice. 23 damage. All right. And uh, that will do it, I believe. Because everybody got their cold resist and then box. All right. Riley, it's your turn. Cool. How far away is the giant beastie boy? Um, he is, you could five foot up and hit him. Really? I could five foot up and hit him? Wow, that's great. That is so much better. Cool, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't seem to see you. And that's good because you think it could hit you if it did. Yeah. Yeah, then, um, <laughs> Riley realizing this thing is a lot closer than I, Chris, thought is going to, uh, definitely seize the opportunity to, can he five foot into flanking with box or? Uh, sure. Yeah. Cool. Makes, I'll say it went around the, the other side. Nice. Yeah, then definitely. Five foot into flanking position. Slower. <laughs> and uh, he's going to try to stab the big thing to death. Let's All do right. it. Um, let's see. So that's 21 with flanking. Wait. I'm going to weapon surge because my weapon is now mythic as well so i'm gonna add mm -hmm. a d6 to that to hit okay uh so that brings me to a 26 that will hit yeah 58 uh and this is standard physical damage it's standard physical damage one of that is lightning two of that is from magic weapon but okay. otherwise so it's pretty much yeah. one from lightning and then 53 you said was the total 50 sounds about right okay. <laughs> yeah um but the fight's not over yet because i'm then going to uh use a mythic point of my own to do a sudden strike as a swift action to attack again as and a that will ignore dr correct yeah i can attack with advantage and it ignores dr so right. uh, yeah, Riley just yanks his rapier out, uh, takes a deep breath, and then like lunges back in with superhuman speed. <laughs> I like how every time I try to hit something, like I roll terribly and I don't even threaten uh, my ridiculously <laughs> um, my ridiculous weapons. I have a fourteen to twenty crit range. 
Yep. That's uh, 26 to hit. hit. And the damage on this one is 58. How much of that is lightning? Two. Two of that is lightning. But it all goes through DR anyways. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> so it recoils away from your blade, uh, blindly swatting in your direction, but missing as you go right back into it. And this like purple semi-gaseous seeming fluid starts to like pour out of its abdomen. Uh, and then it's Truth's turn. Truth charges forward to it. Um, and he's going to make an attack. That'll hit max damage. All right. And it cuts through DR. Um, so I forgot to add power attack. Plus he's on third tier, which is plus six, which would be plus another nine. And <clears throat> he slams his greatsword into this thing's face and you just see a like wave of sparkling silver starlight just like cut through this thing and it kind of just like goes and, and disseminates into no longer a simple corporeal form it kind of collapses into this gross ass like almost like kind of black dry ice basically and it, where it's just sort of smoking and slowly dissolving and y'all were scared gross <clears throat> so moments later there's a bunch of pillars of light that just sort of like smack down like all over the yard and you see a bunch of uh what look like paladins of abadar um looking around for a threat um quickly approaching uh and basically long story short they um they kind of chastise you for bringing a monster here but seeing says no one was hurt nothing was greatly damaged except for a patch of grass on the ground <laughs> and the fact that you took care of the fucking monster in quick uh in quick order uh they're not going to really bother you a few minutes later, <laughs> um, uh, Shadow, there comes a violent knocking at your door. Uh, well, she's probably going to let either Void or Zilla answer it because she's not going to open the door. There might be sunlight out there. All right. So um, Void kind of goes up. He opens the door and the door like pushes open and it's Rousseau. He's really out of breath. Uh, he's just like, monster, big, giant monster, everyone fighting. Help. <laughs> Where is the monster? As, as, as back, like, 20 blocks. <clears throat> Truth said it was a nightshade. Oh, no. Okay. Come on. So are you going to go in, in outside with them? Yes. 
Uh, Rousseau seems very winded, but also in a hurry, and he begins to run ahead. He can not that on me. I'm not worried. Okay. So are are you actually running, or are you just, like, creeping along? Well, I mean, what is his run speed? His, I mean, his run... I mean, his base speed is 30. Yeah, my base speed is 70. I don't think I have to run to keep up with him. It's fair. I just was meaning how much like never mind uh just shadow aggressively power walking yeah um now zilla and void will probably have to run to keep up with him right um and so after once again a few minutes you will come to the park that um is currently has probably about a half dozen paladins and uh, the rest of the party accrued. Mm, Russo, I do not think you need me. You have all the paladins. I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, I think they the hell did I run so hard for? I don't know. I think they are better fighters than I am. Uh, it looks like the fight's over. But I was asked to come get help, so that's what I did. And uh, I think the rest of you would probably take notice of Russo and the other group coming nearby. Riley will, uh, I guess with everything with the paladins wrapped up and the monster clearly dead, he will stride over to the newly arrived half of the party and, um, <laughs> and just smile and nod at Russo, who looks rather out of breath, I guess. Yeah. Well, he was, he was running for... <laughs> <laughs> quite a while like full full break well it looks like you've had a good run Russo Shadow it's good to see you outside I do not want to be out here but I heard there was a nightshade but they, they did not tell me that all the paladins were coming I would not have wasted my time oh don't be ridiculous the creature was dead before the paladins got here well then why did you need help uh, apparently I underestimate my own abilities mm, don't do that I thought I wasn't. <laughs> Are we certain it's dead? That seems suspiciously uh, easy, given how much of a threat these things typically are. They are typically not in the sunshine. So we can take that as a yes, it's totally dead? Uh, yes, with some confirmation from Truth and Shadow, it is dead. Cool. Uh, especially since being a type of undead, once it hits zero, it's just out. No negative hit points. I, I was really worried. It was just like incorporeal and just burrowed into the ground or something. Nah, y'all, y'all beat it by three hit points. Uh, but oh. so nice. High five. Wham! Did just it? That massive uh, fucking damage uh, from the, Riley. The is dead. And uh, you are back, so I suppose now we have to find the brother of Leaf. <laughs> yes, that's uh, the next thing on our uh, to-do list, I suppose. Weren't we planning to... Let's see. Were we planning to leave this evening or early tomorrow? Anyone? Open question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was probably early tomorrow. Th that's what I think, right. too. Um, so I'm going to go with that. So Riley will say, uh, yes, the day has kind of gotten away from me at this point. I spent a fair bit of it, uh, 
<laughs> drinking with followers of Caden, but I do believe that we're making means to leave here early tomorrow. Okay. Well, then, if no objection, I shall spend this evening with the uh, truth because I do not know when or if I will see him again. No objections. And none from me. Uh, and that's truth. Since it's been so long that I don't... Probably doing his voice wrong. <laughs> truth, do you sound different? Probably. <laughs> I do not remember asking if you objected or not. I am little sitter. I will follow you and annoy you anyhow. But it's what I want to do too. So shut up. You be bothered by me. That is good. Uh, mm. Suitable. All in agreement. <laughs> So perhaps a nice uh, jog back to the inn that we're staying in, huh? And he kind of claps Russo on the back. Hey, Russo's just like, he's still panting. He's just like, you go on ahead. I'm going to have a rest today. I did not just call Winnie. Then you do not have to walk. She's all the way down there. In a pen somewhere. You whistle loudly. She will come to you. Don't think I can whistle loudly right now. It's okay. We'll take it at a slow pace. No worries. Uh, Do you need me to carry you back? No, I don't think I'm quite that bad off. And he like stretches. It's just like, shall we then? And he like, like weakly walks forward. Yes, I, I think we away. But, uh, you know, as we start, like, as the party starts, begins moving, Riley's going to just fall back a little bit so that he's, like, walking near Leaf. Is Leaf still a uh, leafy boy? He is. Is that... Perlescent tree boy. Can he speak common while being a tree boy? Yeah. I don't know if that's ever come up. Trent can speak, so I don't I don't think there's really any anything saying that he can't. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, Riley's just going to fall behind a little bit. So he's walking with Leaf and he's going to look over slash up at Leaf and say, um, be honest, you were concerned about the uh, apparent threat level of that creature, weren't you? To be honest, I'm still concerned. Okay. Although I, I am glad that uh, we took the preparations we did to drag it here. Uh, the What little I know about them, that could have gone much worse. Yes, it was awfully intimidating. I was concerned for the public, but I'm glad it worked out. We are quite the formidable team. And, you know, he <laughs> he just kind of holds his hands in front of himself and, you know, does that little inspection of his, his like wild shaped hands and, and whatnot. And he says, yeah, I, um, I may have overprepared slightly, uh, but I suppose um, better over than under. Agreed. And uh, although I can't necessarily tell you everything that you did in terms of spells, I can tell that it had a profound impact on the way the encounter played out. So good thinking and good work. And he pats the tree boy on the back. <laughs> Says, well, um, you can expect to have and, you know, a freckle past a hair. Uh, oh, 30 minutes more uh, of, of that resistance to chill. Uh so if you've any plans on skinny dipping, now would be the time to do it. <laughs> Riley laughs. And we away.
So you return back to the inn. And uh, is there anything in particular that Shadow wished to speak with Truth about? No, she just knows this might be the last time she'll see her brother, so. All right. So I think he's going to try and spend part of that time convincing you that the sun isn't just going to immolate you. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, I mean, she's got the amulet Leaf gave her on, so. But she still tries to keep to what shade and shadows there are as much as possible. So, um, do you, like, hole up in your room, or are you gonna spend time in the common room of the inn, or what? Um, she's mostly staying in the room the Black Butterfly gave her. Okay. Where do you enter? Like, probably just like, I assume Truth and ha- them have rooms. So she probably just goes into one of their rooms and then goes into her room. Okay. Taking your brother along, I suppose? Yeah. Okay. Ain't no sunshine coming in her room. Alright. Anything Tracy wants to talk about? Because I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> not like, she's not there to talk to him about anything specifically it's just she doesn't know for certain she's going to survive this so this might literally be the last time she ever sees him and the first time she was yanked away she didn't get a chance to talk to him or say goodbye so you know okay so I think with you voicing or do you voice those concerns or are you just talking to him uh, yeah, she. I mean, she's not. She's not secretive with him. So. Okay. So I think then, upon like the voicing of those concerns, um, he'll he'll talk about that a bit. Just like, oh, uh, you know, you could just try not to die. That's an option. But obviously, that is the plan. But there are no guarantees. Do you think that Mama and Papa were trying to die? No, but sometimes it's true that a bit of arrogance can help. Are you saying that you think I am arrogant? No, I'm telling you you should be more arrogant. I do not think that is in my nature. I don't know. Sometimes you can... You can be a little arrogant. No, I am a little vain. There is a difference. Yeah, but they're... They have their crossing moments. Well, perhaps if we meet the big scary monster, he will think I'm pretty and leave me alone, okay? (laughs) Well... If that is his delay. If that is something that happens, then I guess you'll have to tell me about it. But I have to go to the mountains and find the, the temple thingy. Um, and I do not know about what is in the mountains here. Yes. I'm not as familiar with this side of the world either. So, I do not know what to expect. 
I figure it is better to um, prepare for worse and hope for the best. Yes. If you are heading up north, I have heard that the, that there are dragons there. Not shadow dragons, but others. So it may do well to keep that in mind. I, I do not have any plans for fighting any more dragons. It's less about plans, like you said. You aren't trying to die. No, I will just try to sneak past them. They will not see me. You might see your friends, though. Well, then it is good that the Russo is practicing his running. <laughs> up and run away. Yes, I suppose that would be a helpful skill. But this is not uh, the big concern to me. The big concern is that uh, you must look after Grandmama. Me look after Grandmama? Yes, you look after Grandmama. I don't think anybody can look after her. <laughs> you know what I mean? She is powerful, but the world is changing, and uh, she is old and does not always change so easily. Right. So it is your job to be emissary between uh, the new world and her. You look after her. All right. I can't promise that I'm all that adaptable either. You're all more adaptable than you think. You adapt from all my bullshit all the time. But I'm used to your bullshit. Is that really adaptation? I think it is. The rest of the world does not realize, but I know that the stick is not shoved so far up as others like to think. Oh, but apparently I still have a stick in my ass. Sometimes. You should learn to relax around people. What? You need to learn to relax around people. With me, you are funny and fun to be around. With everybody else, you are all man in armor. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I am a man in armor. You know what I mean, though. It is like uh, you are somebody different around everyone else. It's easier than explaining the intricacies of a state of being and religious purpose. You say paladin, and they understand. No, but easy path is not always the right path. It's not always the right path. But sometimes it makes a difference to take the easier path. But you need to make friends, and not just with me, with other people. I have friends. No, you don't. Oh my god. You have people you talk to, you have people you work with. You do not have actual friends. Well, maybe Ekron will be my friend. Good! Learn something from him. Like how to be sociable. Like he's sociable. He, he is more sociable than you. He has a wolf bat. He lives in the woods. So? When you found him, he was living in a corner. Because he was relegated to quarter because he is the wrong type of person. You think they not relegate us as well if we were there? I don't think they would get the chance. Well, we cannot all be as big and scary as you. You can, you just don't want to lift any weights. 
That sounds too much like work. Too much like work, and yet you want me to find friends? Yes, I want you to have friends. Now you're talking about work. It is not as much work as you think. Neither is lifting weights. That is far more work than learning how to smile. I smile plenty. Oh, to me, yes. To other people, not so much. You are all sturdless and rigid. I am not. You are. The harem does not count. Why the fuck not? Because they are not sleeping with you because they are your friend. They are sleeping with you because it is their job. Doesn't preclude them from being friendly or friends. Okay, let me rephrase then. Try to make friends with somebody you are not sticking your dick in. Just rolls his eyes. Does that clarify? Fine, I'll try. Good. If something happens to me, you will need people around you other than just grandmama and Ada and Otto. There are already others. I do not want to leave you all alone anymore. I'm not alone, and you won't be. Especially given that if something happens to me, you will have to take up this cause. You will need help. Well, you've already solved that problem. Have I? Yes, you got your little party. Yes, and you should be have one too. You should be prepared if something goes wrong. How about you just try not dying, huh? I told you I am going to try, but you have to be prepared. You never know. I will be prepared, but I'm going to kick your ass if you die. Well, that will be interesting because you will have to come all the way to the Stair of Stars to do so. Hmm. I can manage. Well, I will await patiently. No, you won't. Then hurry up. <laughs> I will be okay either way. If I am here, I will come home to you. If I am not, I will go home to our lady. Either way, I am fine. You are the one that needs worried about. And then I'll look for some help. Thank you. You're such a shithead sometimes. It is my job. No, it's really not. It is. It's not. If I just agreed with you and let you have your way all the time, it would not be good for you. I, I failed to learn at any point where the Shadow's job was to be a shithead. I didn't hear anywhere, any of our tutors, that your job was to be a shithead. There are things that the, the tutors do not know, one of which is the only way for little sister to keep big brother in line is to not give him options. You're definitely good at that. Maybe you should do some tutoring. <laughs> no. The children are loud and noisy and sticky and they make messes. If you keep them clean, they're not sticky. You cannot keep clean. They make mess of everything. If children made messes of everything and could not be cleaned, then neither could adults because they are just a continuation of children. You can't clean them. They just turn around and get messy again. So do adults. You do not spend enough time with the orphans. So? So? You clean them up? 
and you put it here and you turn around to clean the next one and this one is already making mess again. It is what the children do. You literally have to snap and it's done. That is not the point. I don't, maybe you could start a band. I do not want to do anything that involves little screaming people, okay? Okay. You know, you don't have to toot the children, right? I have a hard enough time just keeping up with you. Thank you. <sighs> we'll see how things go. And when you come home, not dead, everything will be fine. <laughs> I do not know that everything will ever be fine again, but... Not the same fine it used to be, but a new one. Okay. Well, I will come home to find you have many friends and are very busy. We'll see. It is not we'll see. You want me to come home, you find your many friends. He like kind of just shrugs, rolls his eyes again, but he's smiling. I mean, if, what do you want us to do? We can renounce our vows and run off and live in a hidey hole somewhere. Just the two of us forever and never speak to anyone. Would that make you happy? No, that would probably drive me insane. Then go find the friends. Live a life that is not all about looking over me. We'll find out about that when this is all over. Said it yourself. If you die, this becomes my problem. It does. And we know where the temple is on the shadow plane. Um, but we do not know exactly where it corresponds to in this world. It's somewhere in the mountains of um, Celestia, according to the map that our grandpapa gave me. It's north somewhere. So once the uh, the brother of Leaf is safe, um, then I can maybe turn my attention to finding this place. Yes. And hopefully it will be done quickly. But that would be nice to be able to come home. I think y'all continue talking into the night for a while. Or the night with quotation marks. Right. And sometime late in the evening, Gimbal, wait, it's it's Gimbal, right? Or is it Dimble? Dimble Thimblethop. Dimble. Dimble uh, Gimblethop. Dimble Gimblethop. It's, mi- it's intentionally hard to pronounce. Yeah, I always <laughs> swap the first letters. It's fine. I don't um, think he'd mind. <laughs> what is effectively late into the night, uh, Dimble will come into the inn uh, if Leaf is or anybody he recognizes from the meeting earlier is still uh, in the common room, he'll, you know, come hang out. Um, He has a bit of an oversized backpack, which not not a hugely strange sight to you, Leaf, uh, when they were traveling without wagons. This this was the shtick. Um, He's got his gear... um, he has his Eidolon's gear, and he has his book, as well as plenty of traveling equipment. Well, you look well provisioned. It's important to do so. 
especially with where we're going. If we can't get any help, it's going to be rough in it. Well, uh, I can help you move your stuff to the wagon. Uh, we've a Vardo uh, not too far from here. Oh, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. And uh, he'll he'll go ahead and deposit the bulk of his stuff there. Is there anything you'd like to do in particular for before the night is out? Uh, just like double checking. We didn't like. <laughs> I feel like it's such a dumb like player ass question, but the the night skitter thing didn't like drop anything, right? Uh. No, nothing of use. No. Um, if you do want to, like, it's if you do want to try and harvest something from it, you can make checks. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be uh, something cool to to pick up and hold on to. All right, uh, go ahead and make me a religion check. Religion. That's a 14. Okay. So, yeah, you're not able to harvest anything of uh, of note. You try to, like, bottle some of that, that shit that was, like, decaying quickly on the ground and, like, the little receptacle that you put it in uh, eventually kind of it cracked and seemed to implode. Uh, and it just didn't work out for you. Fair enough. I tried. And I, I guess that was the the only real thing that I had on my mind, other than I guess uh, getting Dimble um, acquainted with Shadow as well, since uh, she wasn't present for the initial introductions. Uh, it would seem that she is absent, likely in her demi plane for the moment. But you figure in the morning, sometime you could do so. Yeah, that's fine. That's it. Okay, Riley. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think that Riley needs to have a chit chat with uh, Rousseau and Nina before the night is over. As because um, I, I, I think the party's out in general plan is like, go help Leaf's brother. But then we have to like shoot back down here to do the Riley stuff um, to at least like visit his old home and stuff like that. Um, so with that in mind, I think that Riley's thinking that it might not be a terrible idea to maybe have Russo and Nina uh, stay in Solaria proper and um, do some things for him while he is away and <laughs> being yeah. a goddamn hero. <laughs> um, uh, the, the things that he's most interested in having them do or keep an eye out for is there's uh, three people that he wants to kind of try to find during his time in Solaria. Uh, right. One of which is Victoria, um, if she's even still around. The uh, other two are his, uh, he had a couple of childhood friends that I don't think he's ever talked about, but they exist. Um, <laughs> one's a uh, half-elf named Gideon, and the other's a gnome named Turge. And uh, Give me just a minute. I want to write this down. Uh, Turge, like Sturge, but without an S? Yes. 
Yes, his uh, full name is Turge the Third. Um, but his father was not named Turge. It's a weird gnome thing. I would, <laughs> never really understood the significance of the name. Uh, the half elf was Gideon. Gideon. Yeah. And the last things that Riley knew about either of these people is Gideon was always kind of a, a little bit of a troublemaker slash street rat. And um, Riley imagines that he may have fallen in with um, some uh, less than savory crowds, even though Gideon's last Riley knew it wasn't a terrible person, you know, just a rogue, yeah. essentially. And uh, Turge was always kind of a bookworm and... If there's uh, formal spell casting schools around here, Riley imagines that Turge would have fallen into that. Okay. Um. Russo uh, and Nina seeking. All right. Yeah, and then um, just keeping um, communication open with any potential recruits for the guilds. Um, that may have come about from Riley's meeting with uh, over in the Brewers District earlier today. Um, just basically representing the guild in the city um, and keeping eyes open for um, interested parties for recruitments and such. All right. Um... So that's definitely something you can leave them to do. Uh, they Russo's probably going to be a little bit better at the uh, at the broader information seeking, but Nina can do that as well. Uh, she actually has a profession skill that's useful for that. Cool. Um, and they can also keep an eye open for interested parties uh like i said in the last session you can also with any of the uh general populace of brewers keep you can also find people yeah yeah uh, i am basically just like out of game and creating a way to keep that open for whenever i you know get around to <laughs> thinking about followers a little bit more right yeah yeah um, I don't think Riley has much of a priority on these, except I, I think he would almost favor trying to figure out what happened to Gideon and Turge over, um, you know, being uh, over recruiting and even finding Victoria, just because I think Riley thinks or believes, you know, his and Victoria's destinies are kind of entwined, so he will find her again, but his time in Solaria is finite, so this might be his only chance of finding his old friends all right so oh and uh, riley will give um russo uh, riley has 21 platinum pieces he's just going to give mm -hmm. russo the 21 platinum pieces as like if you need money here um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does have a bit of his own but that's definitely a sizable increase yeah we'll do um one of those fancy adamantine pieces and then 20 platinum pieces Okay. Is Russo's to use if he needs it. If he doesn't, you know, whatever. Keep it for funding the guild later. All right. So Russo and Nina will probably, so that you can find them again, uh, more or less set up a base here. And yes. 
sort of act through networking and stuff and see what they can find out. Wonderful. And I know it's a little bit early, but I think we'll call our break there so that we can begin with you all getting up and getting on. Hello. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. 
and find us on Twitter at EldritchDream, at EternaP, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. It was a shot in the dark when I asked Lady Sheena and her two cousins to join our search party for the little girl. The kidnapping. That's what they're talking about? They already sent out a party after the girl, but there's been no word of them. We set out on foot, as giants can make better time walking than with any carriage. We're not against giving help when help is required, but should I be unable to pull you up? What's the mountain's wishes? I didn't realize... My adventure with the cousins was just beginning. And they went in the direction of the other tide ribbons. They went the way the sun comes up. I was about to see the world, for better and for worse. Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March, an immersive actual play D&D campaign. Search for The Giant's March on your favorite podcatcher or visit Time to Die RPG. Dot com.